we're finishing this uh, gift series, and uh, and Mel did say, well, you know, we have been talking about just using what's in your hand. So she uh, she took that step of courage today and, and stepped up here, and uh, absolutely brilliant. Um, but as we are finishing the series, we. Um, we, as I said, we did Mark's talk last week, which was the final uh, insert in the series, and uh, it's been an absolutely brilliant one. Um, we're going to reflect on it a bit, but today is Testimony Sunday, uh, where we're, I'm going to invite you up towards the end, and we're going to share what God's been doing. But let me, uh, let me just start with a warning, and this warning is this, be careful who you sit next to at church. Well, I didn't really expect that to get a response, but uh, now, I'm, now I'm intrigued as to what stories this has generated. I'll tell you why, because last week I sat next to Louis. Now, many of you know Louis, he's a wonderful guy, but uh, my first thing I noticed about him was he had lost a lot of weight, he's looking very healthy, and uh, I was super impressed by that. And then I took a big gulp of air and I said, okay, Louis, how did you do it? And he said, oh, it's easy, you know, in his film, exuberant style. He said, it's easy, I just gave up meat, bread, and sugar for a whole month. I was like, whoa, good for you. I turned back around. But you know, I've been, uh, I've been struggling a little bit with sugar. I, I really don't care about the weight so much, although it is nice to lose. But actually, I've been craving sugar. I've been wanting sugar. I'm a big chocolate addict, and I've been having tons. And I've had no motivation whatsoever to cut it. But talking to him was just the edge of motivation. Don't get me wrong, I'm still eating meat. That's just weird if you give that up. Um, <laughs> and uh, a bread I'm not that fussed about, but sugar. So as of Friday the 22nd, uh, just gone. To, to, Friday, to, to the 22nd of December, just before Christmas, see how I did that, um, I, I have given up sugar. Not only myself, but you know, there's 15 of us, half the office staff um, and uh, a few of my friends as well, 15 of us have given up from Friday the 22nd. Uh, I mean, you might be able to tell, just so you know, it's gone down already. But, um, but so many of us have given up, all because, now get this, all because of one person's testimony of saying, hey, I did this, and look what happened. Isn't that amazing? Just one person's testimony has probably improved the health of a, over a dozen people. And now some of you are inspired, I can tell. Uh, uh, my, my daughters did start it with me as well. They, they, I said, well, you can still have advent calendars. And on Friday morning, I came downstairs ready to make him breakfast. And one of them was covered in sugar and covered in chocolate, sorry, with Nutella wraps. I was like, we've failed already. This is terrible. Uh, anyway, but, uh, but one person's testimony can really bring power and transformation to so many people. And that's really what we're talking about today. Um, you know, when we speak, when we speak from God's word and we act on God's call, we expect it to work. When we speak from God's word and we act on what he's calling us to do, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know the difference, but we know that it's going to result in something. I mean, the scriptures that point us towards us, Mark 16, then the disciples went out and preached everywhere and the Lord worked with them and confirmed his word by the signs that accompanied it. Or Isaiah 55, God's word will not return void, but will accomplish all that it is purposed to do. So when we act with God, when we walk with God, everything we do has a result, has a purpose, has a, has a consequence. And that's why at the end of each of these series, and Gifts has obviously been the last one, we want to give time to hear how God has moved over the past couple of months. And it is good for us to share in what God has done um, in you or through you, or perhaps just inspired you or given you courage to actually do something new or something you've always wanted to do, like notices. And uh, this is a heads up at the end, uh, or after a, a little talk, I want to invite you guys up and, and just share what God's been doing in you and through you. Um, but let me give you a few of my own. 
But before that, let me, um, let me say what I'm talking about, because we could just get up here and we can, we can hear a few people um, share their stories, and that would be wonderful. But actually, this is just as powerful for those who share. And there, we, share this, we share these testimonies for three reasons. One of them is that testimonies tell others what God has done. The second thing is that testimonies tell us what God is like. And the third thing is testimonies tell us what God will do. There's so much power. Let me just talk to each of those with a few examples, and then I'll invite you up. So first of all, testimonies tell us what God has done. You know, this is not just that like God did this many years ago and this was fun, but it tells us that God did it. You see, we get so caught up with the idea that we, um, we, we can become amazing people, and that's phenomenal. You see, when you encounter God, when you encounter his love, his acceptance, his grace, when you encounter his uh, courage and his strength and everything else, you genuinely become a better person. It is that inner work, that transformation that takes place, that when someone sees you, they see something changing. And it is easy for us to say, yeah, I've, I've just become a better person. But it is, it is different when we say, no, God has made me a better person. God has done a good work in me. Or when we accomplish something, and many of you have accomplished great things, and, and we, uh, we go into the world and people give us all the credit. And I know it seems a bit kind of crass, but actually when we reflect, when we engage in a conversation, it is different when we say, no, actually, I did that. Yes, I stepped out, but God did an amazing thing. Let me tell you about his story and his glory. You know, let, let me, uh, I, was, I was thinking about this last night. There's a verse that's going to come up on screen. Uh, Philippians 4.13. Here it is. Turn to your neighbor and just say that, say that uh, verse. Okay, it is a good promise. It's a great word, and we should hold on to it, and it's good if we actually spoke it out loud. But, you know, I, I was thinking about this. I think there's two types of ways of saying that. One is this, I can do all things for Christ who gives me strength. Amen. Or we can say, I can do all things for Christ who gives me strength. You see, there's a massive difference there. The emphasis is on us and us doing everything, and thanks, Jesus, for your little bit of help along the way. Or, you know, anything is possible, but that's irrelevant because I know that it all comes from Christ. And that's the, that's the difference on testimony. That's the focus on our walk with God is actually reflecting on him and what he's done. You see, we're doing baptisms next week. And if you're interested, straight after this um, session, after this talk, sorry, uh, there's going to be a meeting in 105 where you can find out more about baptism, more about what's involved. But baptism is simply a public declaration of, uh, of what Jesus has done. It's basically saying, hey, do you know what the wages of sin are so heavy and so costly that there's no way I can pay this. I am, a, I am lost, just left by myself. But Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ came and he substituted himself and he paid that price for me and for my redemption. He, is, he dealt with the penalty. He dealt with the power of sin once and for all. He has set me free. We give that glory and that testimony to God. And then in baptisms, we go public with it. We no longer say, this is just a wonderful thing that's happened. We say, this is all because of Christ. It is in him that we live, move, and have our being. We depend on him. And we say so publicly because we know that it's true, that it was without, without him I could do nothing. But with him, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And so we get to that famous passage in Romans 1.16. We are not ashamed of the gospel because it's the power of God to bring salvation to everyone who believes. What a promise. You see, when we share our stories, 
When we share what's happened to us, we make God the protagonist, the hero, the main character. And that's the difference. So I've had, <laughs> I've had so many funny moments um, of, uh, of people invading with, uh, having these experiences with Alexa and Siri. And, um, you know, when uh, I think uh, Chris was speaking one day and uh, he said something very profound. And I think over there somewhere, Siri said, I'm sorry, I didn't understand that. <laughs> um, one, of the, one of those wonderful moments. Now, these, ha- these happen all the time and they're hilarious. But we were praying for someone the other day and, uh, and they were just being honest and being real and being courageous in what they were sharing. Just saying, I've been crying out to God and I'm just really struggling to hear him speak back. And as I was praying, I didn't move or anything like that. But my phone suddenly went off and said... Good afternoon, what's up? <laughs> and you know what was amazing about that? It wasn't just a funny moment, although it did turn those, those crying out to God to the powerful moment of, of someone just falling down on the floor, just in joys of laughter. But I look about that and I, I see so many coincidences, but every now and then I just go, that has to be God. That has to be God. There's no other way of looking at this, but that has to be God. You see, testimonies bring us to that place of humility. There is so much I can do on my own and in my own strength. But sometimes it just has to be God. And there's no other way of explaining it. Tell, testimonies tell us what God has done. Let me just say with this, share this testimony with you. Um, this is from someone called Trish. She said, hi friends, a few weeks back I responded to a word of knowledge at the end of the meeting for tinnitus in my ears. I had been experiencing tinnitus and pressure inside of my ears and consequently it was creating terrible dizziness and imbalance. As a woman who travels a lot and also a musician, this problem was beginning to become debilitating. I had it for nearly three months. A lady prayed for me after church, and I felt the Holy Spirit move in that meeting all morning. And a few weeks long, I can say I feel so much better. I'm no longer on any medication, and I can say from the time I was prayed to this condition, it has been improving better all the time, and I continue to trust God for 100% recovery. God bless you, and thank you for your prayer team for listening and sharing the words. Isn't that wonderful? Okay, so moving on. So God, uh, testimonies tell others what God has done, but also tell others what God is like. You know, sometimes you, uh, you speak to your friends or you speak to someone and, and uh, they want to know all the details. They maybe have questions about, about your faith and about why you go to church and about God. And you just run out of answers. You don't have all the kind of theological background. You don't know how to word something eloquently or, um, you know, in, in educatively. And so you just get to that, bit, like that story in John 9 when Jesus came and healed someone, put mud in their eyes and told them to go and wash. And the moment they did that, they could see and then they were interrogated by Pharisees and the sorts over and over again. And this simple response was, I have no idea what happened. All I know is that I was blind and now I see. You know, one of the most amazing things we get to do is just tell of God's story and say, all I know is that I was blind and now I see. You know, many people believe that God can do the miraculous. If you talk to most people, people believe there's some kind of power, there's some kind of miracle moment waiting for it to happen. But I've encountered and engaged with many people that I've prayed for, and their response is, well, you know, yeah, I'd, yeah, of course I'd like you to pray for me, but you know what, I'd rather you pray for my grandma or my dad. And it's almost like this idea of God's only got a so, so much power or so much availability, and I'd rather him prioritize those over me. Or, you know, yeah, I'm sure God could do that, but, you know, I'm not really worthy. And you know, one of the things I love doing is saying to someone, do you know what, God can do that and we'll pray for your grandma or your dad, but let's pray for you as well because God loves you too. 
And to be able to engage in that and say, I, d- I don't always know the details of it, but, but I know who God is, and God is always willing to act. And one of the ways I know that is because of one of my favorite passages in the Bible, in Mark 1, where this leper uh, came to Jesus and he said this phenomenal phrase. He said, um, as he, uh, begging in front of Jesus to be healed, he says, if you are willing, you can, make me, you can heal me and make me clean. He said, I know you can do it, Jesus. I just don't know if you're willing. I just don't know. And then Jesus responded, moved with compassion. He reached out and touched him and said, I am willing And he said, be healed, and the the man with leprosy was healed straight away. You see, when we tell of our stories, we say what God is like. We say that God does have all the power that you know, but he's also willing to use it on you because he loves you. He loves to show that he loves you. You know, sharing testimonies about Jesus and declares who Jesus is before we actually do anything or pray. I saw a lady in Tesco the other day and, and being inspired somewhat by this gift course of just using what's in your hand, she had uh, bandages on her wrists and I said, and I was thinking, I'm, I must pray for her. So I got to the front of the checkout and, um, and I said, oh, what have you done with your hands? Have you hurt them? Or was it RSI, repetitive strain injury? And she goes, oh yes, yeah, RSI. And I said, oh, my wife's had that and we've prayed for her and you know, she's much better now. Um, would you mind if I prayed for you? And she was like, oh, sure. So she put her hands out and I held them, you know, big cue for me and I was like, okay. Um, I was just, just praying for her and just asking that God would do it. You know, just show his love and do it again. And share, show what he'd done. And I was waiting for this amazing moment. She went, thank you. <laughs> and that was the end of the call. Trust me, I have, I have no idea what happened. But, <laughs> but, um, but what I love about that is just that inspiration. I showed her what God was like in that moment. Just by taking a moment and offering to pray. I hope she was healed, I really do. I'd imagine she was shocked if something happened, but no idea. Um, And number three, sorry. Uh, Testimonies tell others what God will do. Now, this is the big bit. This is the big bit. The other bits lead up to almost this. The Hebrew word for testimony literally means uh, to repeat, to do, sorry, to witness, to record, or even to duplicate and repeat. And it means two things. One, the testimony is about the record of what God has done, like we've been talking about, and it's a sharing of that generationally. It talks about what God is like. But the second part of that, the word testimony, comes from the root word of do it again. Do it again. Mark's talked about this a number of times, and that's really what we're going for, is do it again. You know, we had um, a neighbor over recently who, uh, neighbors, sorry, they're, they're expecting a baby at the end of November, so they're heavily pregnant. Um, but were, we were talking to them, we were having lots of laughs, but then they also shared about how nervous they were about having this baby. They've got two already, they have no idea what it's like to have a third, and they've had complications in the past. And so we offered to pray with them, and we've not prayed with them before, I don't think they've had prayer in that way, but we sat with them and we prayed for them. And, and how we prayed was this, we've got three kids, we know what it's like, it's hard. It's really hard, but we've done it. You can do it too. God has given us a strength. Um, and also, not in those words, obviously. And also, we've had complications. We've had complications, and yes, it's been traumatizing, and yes, it's overwhelming, but God has given us kids through those, tra- those traumas and through those troubles. In other words, God has met us in those places where we were afraid of complications, where we were afraid of having three kids, but God did some good work through us. And he can do it again through you. Let us pray for you. And so we prayed for them, and it was just wonderful how open and ready they were to receive those prayers. Um, and we just, again, we walk with them through that, that moment of having three kids. But you know, we have prayed with them, and we'll continue to pray with them. 
But all we're saying is we, God did it for us and he can do it again for you. You know, it's, it's just that simple reminder. You know, when there was that story of feeding the 5,000. And then later on, God did it again by feeding the 4,000. And I kind of finish with this testimony. I've said this before, but it just wows me. And when we went to India a few years ago, and uh, one of the people on the team decided to bring a whole load of uh, teddy bears for the kids. Uh, they got about, I think it was about 60, 80 teddy bears or something like that. Really wonderful gift. But then we got there and we realized there's about 100, 120 kids. And we're like, what are we going to do here? And so we, uh, we just said, you know, we just trusted we'll, we'll give the uh, best out and then we'll see what happens. And so we gave them out one by one. The kids kept on coming forward. We kept on giving them a teddy bear, kept on giving them a teddy bear. One by one, over and over. And they came. And then we got to the end of the line and we're like, oh my gosh, everyone had a teddy bear. And then we learn around and just like, you know, just like Jesus moment, we're like, oh my gosh, there's more teddy bears in the bag. <laughs> and what we realized is God had done it again. He had done the miraculous and all we were, I mean, to be honest, we didn't think massively about it or pray about it, but we stood there going, that was Jesus. He has done it again. Why would we ever hesitate in thinking he could do it again? And so we share these stories and we share these testimonies for that. So, in a moment, I'm going to invite you guys up to share whatever God's been doing in your life. As I said, you may feel, it's, you may feel a little nervous, and that's absolutely fine. And you can come up and join me on the stage, and just, we'll just have a chat, and we'll ignore everyone else. Um, but you are among friends, so I, I'm going to encourage you to take a step out. Um, a couple of things. Up on the screen will be a reminder of the sermon series and a few other events that has happened recently. Um, just to remind you, it might prompt something. And then just some guidelines. You know, you can share testimonies about what God is doing um, doing something amazing in you or through, or as I said, just a step of courage you took because of God, or maybe this series. Um, and it can just be an only God moment, or it can just be a wondrous, wow, God is good moment. 